Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome in to Vern's Post Game Show. Massey not stopping in second and slides into third with a two-run triple. Here's Josh Vernier. All right, let's pick it up a little bit. 6-1 the final score. Yeah, I got a little bit of energy after this one. Royals lose again. I mean, do you want all the numbers? Do you really care on how bad is it? No, not right now. Now, Royals lose again. That's four in a row. 6-1 the final score. Hey, maybe it's just me, but I'd rather be angry than feel nothing. I'm just glad that this game tonight didn't suck. It didn't. Tuesday sucked. Game two in Minneapolis. That one, I had nothing on the postgame show. Sure, Bobby hit a home run, but yet you you really didn't have many missed opportunities in that game on Tuesday. Kenta Maeda just had the boys flailing. Zach Granke wasn't very good, and the bullpen gave up runs. Tuesday sucked. Wednesday was even worse. Yesterday was even worse. I mentioned Bobby hits the home run in game two back on Tuesday. You you got nothing offensively. You got shut out yesterday for the 10th time this season. Bobby hits the home run on Tuesday. Not many other scoring chances in that game. There were no real scoring chances yesterday. Alec Marsh pitched pretty well for his second outing. And, of course, the bullpen gave up runs. Yeah, the, the, the final two games in Minneapolis, those games were awful. This one wasn't awful because there were chances. The Royals did have opportunities to score. They just missed on, well, basically all of them. Today's game didn't stink because there's reason to feel something after this game. Now, what you're feeling is likely anger. Anger at the chance after chance after chance that this team refused to take advantage of. Now, you had fine pitching. Jordan Lyles did his job tonight. 87 pitches after having 12 days off being wiped out from an intestinal issue. Obviously lost some weight, at least it looked like he had to me. 
87 pitches after a 12-day respite. 87 pitches, five innings of one-run baseball. Jordan Lyles did his job. Sure, the bullpen gave up runs, but you should always expect the bullpen to give up runs. For God's sakes, you're 38 games below 500. That's a new low water mark for the season. When you're 38 games below 500, it's kind of assumed that your bullpen stinks. And it's not getting better when they trade Scott Barlow, ladies and gentlemen. Bullpen gives up five runs tonight. That's likely to continue for the remaining 74 games this season. So I don't really care about the bullpen. What I care about are these young hitters and these young pitchers. Now, Jordan Lyles doesn't fall into that latter category, so we just say, nice job, Jordan. Enjoy the paycheck. Offensively, first inning, two on and one out. Olivares, Melendez cannot come through. Olivares, I'm done mentioning him. He's not really a part of this young core, these unproven position players that we talk about on a nightly basis. Yeah, first inning, second inning, fourth inning, sixth inning, seventh inning. Whether it's Bobby getting robbed by a great diving catch from Miles Straw, it's MJ Melendez flying out, it's Michael Garcia striking out, MJ punches out, MJ pops out, Salvi flies out. You had opportunities, but you could not execute. Royals strike out eight times tonight, which is down from what we saw in Minneapolis. But yeah, a little frustrated after this one tonight because the chances were there. Royals have six base hits. They draw five walks. And as a team tonight in this 6-1 loss, the Royals finish off 1-10 for with runners in scoring position. Phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Those two losses in Minnesota, it's... They, 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 I don't want to say they didn't matter, but there was nothing to learn from the past 18 innings, good or bad. Nothing. Tonight... Something to take away from this one, and it's not very good. I want to discuss Drew Waters, and I want to discuss what's at the center of the issue right now for this team. How can this ball club look so good against the Dodgers and the Rays and yet fall flat on their freaking face against the Guardians and the Minnesota Twins? There's a lot to talk about, but if you want to dissect this 6-1 loss, if you want to give your thoughts on the state of the organization, the state of the team, if you want to talk Royals baseball, I'm your man. Phone lines are open, 913-586-7610. That's also our text line number, 913-586-7610. Royals record falls to 25-63. and They look to snap the losing streak tomorrow with Daniel Lynch on the hill. Now, there's something to get excited about. We'll talk about Lynch as well before we get out of here, but I want to hear from you first. 913-586-7610. 
Royals lose 6-1. to one. We get to your thoughts after this. Firm's post-game show on your home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio, and the Odyssey app. Cody and Gold will be live from the Chiefs practice field all summer long in St. Joe to give you live real-time updates on the defending Super Bowl champs, live press conferences, exclusive one-on-one player interviews, plus front row access to see who's in the best shape of their life. Bring the energy! Tune in weekdays starting at 10 to Cody and Gold this summer. Let's go! Live from Chiefs training camp on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Vern's Post Game Show on your home for Royals baseball in Kansas City, 610 Sports Radio. The payoff pitch. Prado laces it toward right field, down in front of Quan, base in. Went rounds third base. Coming to the plate, he's in standing. Opposite field, two strike RBI single for Nick Prado. And the Royals have a 1 nothing lead in the top of the first. That was a younger man then. That's Jake Eisenberg. As heard here on 610 Sports Radio, Nick Prados. Opposite field RBI single plates Bobby Witt Jr. to give the Royals a first inning lead. It was a short-lived lead as a leadoff home run to Andres Jimenez to lead off the second inning. Tied this game up at one apiece. The 1-1 score would remain until Jordan Lyles exits the game. Heading into the bottom of the sixth inning, 1-1. Amir Garrett is handed the ball, and Amir Garrett gives up a home run to Jose Ramirez, a home run to Josh Naylor, walks the next batter, basically gives away the next 90 feet, and then another 90 feet as Jimenez steals second and steals third. Uh, What I'm trying to say is Amir Garrett is the culprit tonight. Amir Garrett has the loss placed at his feet, although the offense, I think it was safe to assume that you you, you got to score again, right? It, it, it's 1-1 going to the sixth. Even if Amer, Amir Garrett puts up a zero there in the sixth, you got to score a second run. So you know what? Maybe we don't put the loss at the feet of Amir Garrett. Maybe the offense, the young bats, and Salvi, Maybe they take the loss tonight. You know what? I think that's fair. 913-586-7610. Royals lose 6-1. Four runs come in to score in that sixth inning. Last I checked, they're only charging two of them to Amir Garrett. Yeah, two earned runs as Nicky Lopez's error apparently is a two-run error. I don't see that. Should be at least three earned runs charged to Amir Garrett in that four-run sixth inning. Scott Barlow gave up a run in the eighth. Not a high-leverage spot, right? The team's down by four. He just needed his work. Barlow hadn't pitched since Saturday. By the way, uh, tonight's appearance, career appearance number 270 for Scott Barlow in his Royals career. He's only the sixth pitcher in franchise history to appear in 270 games and not start one of them. Him, Greg Holland, Joaquin Soria, Kelvin Herrera, Dan Quisenberry, and Jeff Montgomery. My game notes following this 6-1 loss. My game notes brought to you by Jay Southland Toe Service. Royals muster six hits in the nine innings tonight. The only Royal with multiple hits was Drew Waters. 
a leadoff single in the second, and a leadoff single in the fourth. He would not touch third base in either inning. Waters is hitting 362 the last two weeks with an OPS of 953 in that stretch of 13 games. Phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. Taking a look at the text line, John in Mission writes in, Vern, how much of this is lack of talent? How much is between the ears? As ever since playing well against the Dodgers, it feels like there's a lot more strikeouts, more warning track power, more stranded runners. Sure, pitching has let us down. Anyway, time for the Jameson. Thanks for listening. Signed, John Admission. It's been a while since I've had some Jameson. Uh, how much of is it uh, lack of talent in between the ears? Well, believe it or not, John, you've listened to this show long enough. I have a very, very long answer to give you. The short answer is I think a majority of it is talent. Okay. The long answer is really what I laid out earlier today on the On Deck Show. The issue for this team right now is obviously a lack of talent and a lack of consistency. You know what? Let's, let's not focus on the talent. Let, let's talk about consistency. Where can this team find consistency? Because that's the only way you're going to, I don't know, win three games in a row. Royals remain the only team in baseball yet to win three games in a row. So how are you going to put it together? What happened against the Dodgers and the Rays that has yet to happen against Cleveland or Minnesota? Well, when you look at those series... The Royals offensively, like you're saying, executed in big spots. In situations where you could not strike out, they did not strike out. So they executed offensively. And they got good pitching. And you look at that Dodgers series. Look what Brady Singer and Daniel Lynch did. Go back to that Rays series. You look at what Carlos Hernandez and, and Jordan Lyles did, even a Daniel Lynch. This guy's pitched very well. Now Lynch had two strong starts. Singer had a strong start. Hernandez had multiple strong multi-inning appearances. You pitched well. Your pitching was just as good, if not better, than their pitching. They being the Dodgers, they being the Rays. Your pitching was as good as theirs. So that's how you won the games. Of those two things, what can this team honestly expect to do consistently? Do you expect this pitching staff that has traded Aroldis Chapman away and appears to be uh, getting close to trading Scott Barlow away? Trade deadline about three and a half, away, uh, three and a half weeks away. Can you really expect this pitching staff to, on a consistent basis, outpitch the opposition? Now, Daniel Lynch tomorrow? Maybe. Brady Singer on Saturday? Possibly. Sunday with Ryan Yarbrough, if he is the one making the start, or when Zach Granke's turn comes back around in the second half of the season, 
Uh, when Jordan Lyles' turn comes up or Austin Cox or Alec Marsh, do you view them as someone that can stare down the opposing pitcher and outduel them? Furthermore, I just mentioned the bullpen. The bullpen's going to give up runs on a rather consistent basis because you're a bad team and bad teams normally have bad bullpens and bad bullpens on bad teams get picked apart at the deadline. It's going to be really tough for this pitching staff to outduel the opposition on a consistent basis. Okay, so we look at the offense. How can this offense find consistency? Knowing that this brutal game of failure... Look at Salvador Perez right now. Now, Salvi, who tattooed one off the left field wall in the seventh inning to uh, to snap a long offensive skid for the great number 13. Salvi one for four with a first inning walk. Uh, But yeah, that that single in the seventh snapped a elongated skid for the Royals all-star representative. But you've been watching Salvi long enough. Salvi is a guy that is on the, the path to Cooperstown and he still goes through elongated slumps, right? Okay, so, so when we look at this offense, how do we get consistent execution? How do they do what they did against the Dodgers and against the Rays on a consistent basis? Sure, it takes focus, no doubt. It takes a selflessness. It takes... Um, a burden or any sort of pressure that's on your shoulders, that needs to be released. I think you saw that in Tampa and the Dodgers because everyone knew our backs are up against the wall. No one expects us to win. It's going to take a damn near perfect effort for us to get out of here alive. So you throw your ego out. You sacrifice for the guy next to you. You have a heightened level of focus when you're taking on the uh, class of Major League Baseball for the past decade in the Rays and in the Dodgers. So if we already acknowledge that veteran hitters have a difficult time finding consistency offensively, how in the world is a lineup that consists of six, seven starters every night that are still trying to find their footing in the big leagues? still trying to find out if they even belong in the big leagues. Now, of course, they have talent. They can do something well. They wouldn't be here if they didn't have talent or did something well on the baseball diamond. Of course, they're talented. You got to be talented to get to the show. But the only way you stay in the big leagues is by producing on a consistent basis. To do that, you got to be good. So ask yourself this. Who do I believe is a good big league hitter? Keep in mind, if you are a good big league hitter, you still go up and down. You still struggle for consistency in your performance. The reason why you stick around is because you bring consistency with your mindsets, your preparation, and the way that you handle the ups and downs and the failure in this game. When I look at this Royals lineup right now, you know, Bobby Witt Jr., Mike Hal Garcia, Finney Pasquantino. Those are the three of the unproven position players that I'm willing to say are good. Now, these are guys that are going to be in the big leagues for years to come. 
And again, I'm not saying all-stars, multiple all-stars. I'm just saying that they stick around in the show. That they, they can be consistent in both production and in mentality. So Garcia, Witt, and Salvi, your top three hitters tonight. Other than that, I don't know about Nick Prado, Edward Olivares, MJ Melendez, Drew Waters, Dyron Blanco, Nicky Lopez. They all do something well. That's why they're here. Yeah, Prado has talent. Melendez has power. Waters has five tools. Blanco can run. Nicky can field. Eddie Olivares can hit. Yeah, they're all ball players, right? They're all talented, but I don't know if any of them are good. So how can I expect consistency from guys that I don't even know are going to be consistent enough to be in the big leagues in two years from now? So, John, when you ask, is it more talent or is it between the ears? For it to be between the ears, they need to be very talented. So I think it begins with the talent. right? Like, like Bobby and, and, and Michael and Salvi, they, they go through it between the ears at times. MJ right now is going through it between the ears. That's what it looks like to me. Melendez tonight 0 for 4 with a pair of strikeouts. It looks like it's between the ears right now for MJ Melendez, but I'm still stuck on step one. Yes, he's talented. Yes, he has power. Yes, he's an athlete. But is he good? This evaluation of 2000, this evaluation season of 2023, these are the things that we need to make declarative statements about by the end of the season. Are these guys good? Are they good? Big league hitters, good big league ball players. Because if you're still not sure, how in the world can we expect consistent execution from guys that we don't even believe are good? If you're just joining, again, good is a relative term. They're good compared to you and me and 90% of the people walking the planet. But I'm talking about amongst their peers. 26 men on 30 big league ball clubs. Compared to them, are they good? Consistency needs to come from one of two spots. Either in the execution from these very young Royals hitters or from the pitching staff consistently matching, if not outdueling, the opposition. So I ask you, what's more likely? Phone lines are open, 913 586 Seven six ten, Royals lose in Cleveland 6-1 the final score. Jordan Lyles did his job. Five innings of one-run baseball. Six hits, no walks, five strikeouts. Despite this performance, five innings of one-run baseball, Jordan Lyles, his ERA remains just under six and a half. And for some reason, I was looking at the ERA leaders in Major League Baseball among qualified starting pitchers. There are only four pitchers in Major League Baseball, qualified pitchers in Major League Baseball that have an ERA north of 5.2. There's only four. Three of the four are in your rotation. Jordan Lyles has the worst ERA. Brady Singer, the third worst. Zach Greinke, the fourth worst. 
And that pitching staff on a consistent basis is going to outperform the opposition? No. No. No, we got uh, 74 games to go. You need to watch for players, performance, and progression. If you're watching for wins and losses, uh, I don't know what you're doing. Royals lose 6-1. to one. Quick timeout. We get back to your thoughts after this. Firm's post-game show on your home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio, and the Odyssey app. So are we. So go ahead. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to Vern's Post Game Show. Here's Royals insider Josh Vernier. Royals lose 6-1. to one. Drew Waters picks up a pair of hits. I think you're seeing why he was one of my three keys to the season or my X, Y, and Z. I come up with that every spring. The If these three players exceed expectations, the Royals have a chance to compete for the postseason. My X, Y, and Z were Drew Waters, Nick Prado, and Daniel Lynch. I think you've seen all three show why, you know, if they were there opening day and who knows, who knows. If Daniel Lynch was pitching like this, and I don't even know if it's possible for Daniel Lynch to be pitching like this, if not for the injury that sidelined him at the end of spring training. I know talking with him recently, he was... Um, praising Brian Sweeney, Royals pitching coach, praising Brian Sweeney for uh, challenging him throughout that rehab assignment in Omaha. Uh, Really instilling him with a lot of confidence. Uh, But Prado drives in the run, Waters with the multi-hit game. We'll see Daniel Lynch coming up tomorrow. Those were the X, Y, and Z. Now, again, my X, Y, and Z were also predicated on Bobby having a nice year, Salvi, MJ, Vinny, Singer, Vinny's banged up. Singer's just starting to turn it around. MJ has not had a good season. Let's go to the text line, 913-586-7610. Joey in Grain Valley out there listening, cheering on his boys in blue. Rally Mantis says, Austin, uh, awesome job, Jordan Lyles. 
Horrible job, Amir Garrett. Mike in Omaha. Vern, tough to find a silver lining tonight, but I'll try. Jordan Lyles has been pitching better of late. It's about all I got. Signed Mike in Omaha. I appreciate you making an, a, an attempt, Mike. Nice job. Always great hearing from you. Let's go to Kyle from the Northland. Always nice hearing from Kyle. How are you, buddy? Hey, hey Vern. It's good to see you. Good to hear you again. It's uh, always a pleasure. Um, I was just wondering, you know, you mentioned Slavi being in a slump lately, and that's not really what sparked my curiosity, but I am curious what you think about uh, have we reached the point in Bobby's career where he's now better than Salvi? I was just looking through the numbers, and you know, I'm, that seems like a pretty wild statement to me at this point in his career, but the batting average is pretty similar. Home runs are pretty similar. Bobby's got more RBIs and more runs scored, and then you throw in the stolen bases, and I'm not sure how to compare them defensively, but just something I'd like to hear your thoughts on. That's all I've got for tonight, but wow, well, yeah, always no, that... win or lose. We still listen to you, so. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it, man. Of course. Um, yeah. That's a good question. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, Bobby, after this one-for-four effort tonight, his OPS is at 717. Salvi's 729. Well, uh, I mean, there's two ways to answer that. If I'm drafting a team today, yeah, I select Bobby Witt Jr. well before I select Salvador Perez. One's a 23-year-old five-tool dynamo. The other's a 33-year-old power-hitting catcher slash DH. But bottom of the ninth inning, a game that actually matters... Man on third, two outs. Who do I want at the dish? I think it's Salvador Perez. So it's really uh, which category or, or which person do you, do you consider the best on the team? The guy that you would draft first or the guy that you would give the bat to for the biggest at-bat of the game? Because Bobby's the talent. Bobby's the top pick. But I want Salvi at the dish in the biggest spot. So I don't know who, how I would choose who's the best player on the team. Ideally, you get to a spot where Bobby's both, right? So, so I guess the answer right now remains Salvi. And that's just my opinion. You, Kyle, you, you might want Bobby in that spot. Again, Bobby, one for four with a walk and a stolen base. His 26th bag of the season. That's fourth most in Major League Baseball. Bobby hitting 295 since the start of June. 39 games in OPS, a respectable OPS of 755. Let's head inside the Royals clubhouse. Let's hear from Jordan Lyles. Did not factor in the decision. The loss, deservedly so, goes to Amir Garrett because you can't give it to the offense. Here's what Jordan Lyles had to say to Bally Sports Kansas City. Uh, get back out there and uh, be with the guys uh, competing. Um, and then uh, outing-wise, um, I thought Selby and I, uh, we threw it pretty well. Uh, handed out a few hits, but uh, we, uh, other than the solo homer, um, I, thought, I thought we threw it pretty well. And uh, Selby had a really good game plan. Obviously, being in this division, knowing these guys, knowing the, this lineup for so long, uh, just following his lead. Um, and he, he put us in the right situation uh, often. 
How big was it to work out of that third inning after the home run and then retire your final six batters in the game? Um, yeah, that, that double play was big, uh, especially uh, for me personally in, in my outing. Um, to limit the damage to just one run, um, to get back into the dugout and, and, and start fresh, to come back out and start fresh, um, that was big. And um, yeah, we, we kind of settled it in. I got the changeup rolling the second half of the outing. Um, and uh, overall, uh, I thought we threw it decently. After that home run, it seemed like he kind of pointed to your chest. Was it a, a cross-up or something with the ball to Jimenez that he hit out? No, that was, I think that was more of a, a wiping sweat off my hands. Uh -huh. um, there, there was nothing. No. Did you feel Okay, even after missing your last turn in the rotation, did you, how did you feel overall just out there being back out on the mound? Um, it was hot, um, muggy, um, but overall, yeah, um, it didn't feel like a, or nor did I think about um, mm -hmm. what had happened uh, missing a start. Um, so uh, physically and mentally, uh, we were in a good spot tonight. Well, and past couple starts, we picked up a win in Tampa Bay, only one run today. Does it feel like anything's been different for you the past couple times out? No. Um, uh, the, the start in Tampa gave a, a couple of runs early, and then uh, uh, our offense picked me up uh, in a huge way, putting up uh, some big numbers. Uh, and then we got the win that night. And then um, tonight we, we just settled in. Um, like I said earlier, following Salvi. Um, it's pretty easy with a guy with that much experience, uh, especially in division. Um, he was able to, uh, like I said, put us in the right situation um, often. Jordan Lyles, five innings of one-run baseball. Royals lose 6-1. to one. Let's go back to the Jays Southland Tow Service text line, 913-586-7610. Again, that's 913-586-7610. From the 785... Vern, another full-on Quatrero-managed bullpen disaster. All right, I don't know if this person's joking. Let's keep going. Uh, Vern, I don't really need to see anyone over the age of 30 pitching anymore in high-leverage situations. Leave Jordan Lyles in. Too much babying these guys as always lead to losses, especially with the hitting not clicking. Okay. All right, so I don't want to see anyone over the age of 30 pitching in any more high-leverage situations, but you want to leave Jordan Lyles in there. Um, and you want to blame Q for this one. Okay. Well, that's certainly a choice, blaming the manager. Okay, that's, that's new. It's unique. Yeah, uh, personally, I, I had uh, no issue with pulling Jordan Lyles after five again. Hasn't pitched in 12 days. And tested a bug, lost some weight. Uh, and, and did his job. Honestly, I thought it lined up perfectly to pull him. 87 pitches, five innings of one-run baseball. And the leadoff hitter due up in the six was Jose Ramirez. You wanted Jordan Lyles to face Jose Ramirez a third time? I didn't. And then you look at Ramirez's splits and you see how much he's struggled against lefties and you have a lefty in the bullpen. Uh, how about that lefty command a fastball? How about Amir Garrett command a fastball? Because it was pretty obvious to me and obviously to Jose Ramirez 
that Garrett couldn't command his fastball, so I'm going to sit slider and do damage. And then after I hit home plate, after hitting that game-winning home run in the sixth inning, I'm going to tell Josh Naylor, sit slider. So then Naylor goes up there, and the first pitch he sees is a slider, and he hits it for a home run. And then Amir walked the next batter on four pitches and didn't pay attention to him on the base pass and gave away second base and gave away third base with back-to-back stolen bases. But sure, yeah, if it's Q's fault for trusting one of his relievers. Okay, so you only want to see someone under the age of 30. Okay. So no more Barlow, no more Taylor Clark. Which I can't argue. So only what? Coleman, Heasley, Snyder, and Hernandez. Quas, I guess, isn't 30 yet, is he? Okay, yeah, you you want to go that way? So uh, what, get rid of Amir Garrett? Okay, yeah, I'm not going to argue on that. Look, I, I'm not going to push back as far as the relievers that you want to see. Yeah, I'm not sitting here going, hey, more Nick Whitgren. No, 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 not at all. I would like to see Ryan Yarbrough back. He's 31. Um, but, but anyway, I'm not going to fight you on the bullpen. Yeah, the bullpen stinks. What do you expect? Uh, but you got to use it. You're going to need to use it and it's going to stink. But as far as you know, babying Jordan Lyles, man, they haven't been babying Jordan Lyles. I mean, did you hear the ERA statistic I just gave you? He has the worst ERA in baseball. The worst ERA in baseball and they keep giving him the ball. How is he's top what 40 in Major League Baseball in innings pitched? How are they babying him? They continue to pitch him. He's 20th in the American League and he missed a start. 20th in the American League in innings pitched. How are they babying him when they're running him out there as much as they are anyone else in baseball? No, you're just upset that your team stinks. I get it. I'm with you. It's frustrating. It's hard to watch. Uh, Raj and the Ozarks, our buddy writes in. Vern, Mike Sweeney said on the radio broadcast that changes could come during or after the All-Star break. Any idea what he's referring to? Uh, No, no, I don't know. I mean, Mike Sweeney is plugged in. And it's late. If Mike Sweeney is a terrific addition to the radio and television broadcast, not only because of what he did on the field and what he knows and his affiliation, or it's still working for the organization. He knows everyone. He knows everything. Uh, but he also loves to tell stories and at times can have loose lips. So you better always listen closely to Mike Sweeney and then what you're referring to. I No, I, I don't know exactly what he's talking about, but I could uh, make some guesses. MJ Melendez could go to Omaha. Amir Garrett could be shown the door. Yeah, look, take a look at what. 
don't, I'll just let you know, there are plenty of arms that are worthy of innings down in the minor leagues. Not saying great arms or arms that are going to save the season or turn things around. No, it, you know, Brad Keller, Ryan Yarbrough, some other guys that you haven't heard of before, the, the John McMillans and Will Kleins, Jackson Kowars down there. I mean, there are options. And it's not like you're paying Amir Garrett a lot of money. He's going to be a free, uh, free agent. So, uh, yeah, yeah, changes are coming over the next three and a half weeks from the trade deadline to the – I don't want to say when they start waving the white flag. The white flag's been waved since opening day. But now 38 games below 500. Once the trade deadline has passed – yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of the veterans on this team, to go back to a previous text, a lot of the over 30 players on this ball club to be whacked, sent out of town, or just let go. A few more from the text line, 913-586-7610. From the 918, Vern, it's just a lack of execution. The boys went one for 10 with runners in scoring position tonight. They should bunt or something because it's worked before. All right. 816 is amazed that the Royals have three of the four highest ERAs in Major League Baseball. Calling it an insane stat. Yeah, yeah. Lyle's the worst. Singer, third worst. Granky, fourth worst. Uh, how about this statistic? Uh, the Royals are on pace to go 46 and 116. How's that for a statistic? From the 816, Vern, you're probably tired of this question, but what do we do with MJ Melendez? Another one from the 913. Vern, I swear MJ had 20 home runs last year. He had 18 strikeouts, or excuse me, look at that. He had 18 home runs last year. I don't know why I immediately went to strikeouts. That's not a Freudian slip. I don't know what is. Uh, 18 home runs last year for MJ Melendez, 131 strikeouts in 129 games. This year, six home runs, and we've already went past the halfway point, so he's obviously well short of his pace from last season. And he has 97 strikeouts in 80 games. Well, add on tonight, and he has... 99 strikeouts in 81 games this year. What's next for MJ Melendez? Likely some time down in Omaha to clear his mind, find some confidence, and re-fall in love with, uh, well, not, not the game of baseball, but with the work. The work of overcoming the failure. Because right now, I feel as if, or I, it seems to me as if, MJ Melendez is just straight up prepared to fail rather than preparing to overcome his failure. It, it seems to me as if it's just all snowballing right now, looks lost at the dish, and could use some time in Omaha to hopefully help a team win and find where he fits in on a winning team. That's the key right now, in my opinion, for MJ Melendez. Thank you very much for the text messages. Royals in Cleveland, game two of this four-game series comes your way. Friday night, 6-10 for the first pitch. A nice little pitching matchup as Daniel Lynch squares off with Aaron Savale.
Savale, the third round pick of the Cleveland Guardians back in 2016. Daniel Lynch, the first round pick of the Royals back in 2018. Daniel Lynch is the best guy you got right now. If you're going to win one before the All-Star break, if you're going to win one on this seven-game road trip, I think it's got to be tomorrow. I'll talk to you at 5 o'clock. Zant Durham, great job back at the studio. Really appreciate your help. Take care. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.